Blog Talk Radio. Your boy's one hell of a NY host, and I ain't even got a post, cuz. Take the scenery in, matter of fact, take the greenery in, and then you see in the spin. Come once, never leave it again. The beats sound like the D, but. Hey everyone, it's Anthony Onesto, and this is New York HR. We had a little bit of a technical problem, but totally okay. I am really excited today uh, for today's show. We are calling BS, and by the way, I have to say BS now. Apple says so. Um, so we're going to be calling BS on job description today, and I'm really excited about my guest, Katrina Kibben. Katrina, hello. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad, other than some technical glitches, you know, getting used to this thing, but I appreciate you being here. Hey, happy to be here. Anytime we can talk about BS on job descriptions, I am definitely your girl. (laughs) I appreciate it, and thank you for using the clean version. Evidently, Apple does not allow the word BS, uh, the full full version, so... Anyway, I want to get right to it. So I, uh, Katrina is, is, is just really – I've been following you on, on Twitter. Uh, I feel like we are, um, you know, souls of the same in, in a lot of things and a lot of things that you're talking about. So you're the founder and CEO of Three Years Media. Talk to me a little bit about – you know, we have about a half an hour. So talk to me about you. What are you doing now? What have you done? You have an interesting background. You were in marketing, social media, and then you sort of made the crazy jump into recruiting, and, and now you have your own firm. Tell us a little bit about you. I think that'll set it up for us in the show, and then we'll talk about why you think we need to call BS on, on job descriptions. Absolutely. So my whole life, I thought that I wanted to be a doctor, and then I found out how many tests you have to take. Huh. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a doctor. And so when I actually had to figure out what I wanted to be, I actually, I ended up focusing on communications really early on and thinking to myself, oh, I'll be at an ad agency. Um, And of course, the universe had a different idea for me uh, and kind of pushed me along. And so I really entered the world of recruiting Uh, from a recruiter. So his name was Clint Hyden, and he was the head of a recruiting agency called the Hyden Group. And he literally recruited in the strip mall, which is like the ultimate recruiter move. Uh, And ever since, I've kind of been the person supporting either a recruiting technology team or the, the practitioners. And what I mean by that is that I have a lot of experience doing marketing for HR technology companies and working with practitioners to tell their stories in a better way as the managing editor of Recruiting Daily. And so with all of that, plus some really buttoned up agency experience as a technical copywriter, I decided, you know what, I'm starting my own thing. Because I, cool. go ahead. No, cool. I was just saying that's awesome to jump into something entrepreneurial like that. Well, Here's the, and I think you'll appreciate this because I've picked this up from you on Twitter as well. Is that I am I fell in love with the problem that that's at hand in recruiting, and I think the problem, and this is not going to be like super uh, you know amazing soundbite or anything, but the problem is that hiring is really hard, but the why hiring is hard is different for every single person, and so I yeah. sat there. 
and, and I'm like reading all these books, talking to all these people and, and thinking about it. And ultimately what I figured out is that the reason it's hard is because there are a million variables and we control like a handful of them. Right. And one yeah. of the variables I think we can control is how we ask. I think that's the most powerful thing in a lot of what we do. And so I was like, all right, I'm starting a firm that does that. So at Three Years Media, we teach recruiters to be better writers. I think we can make hiring easier by doing that. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think, you know, it's, 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 I always find it interesting. So I, I was on with uh, Robin schooling on her podcast, talking about the, the future uh, skill set needs of HR folks. And I, I just love your background because it's exactly if I were leading, um, if I were, I am leading an HR department, but uh, if I were building a team of recruiters, uh, and, and of course I will be doing that soon, um, your background would be perfect because it is not sort of traditional HR recruiting background. You come from marketing. And really when we think about it, and I, I love to, you know, sort of dive into uh, the topic of the day. When I think about recruiting, I've always, you know, in my in a couple of uh, jobs back, I called my recruiter, my head of recruiting, the, the talent marketing, the head of talent marketing, right? Because mm-hmm. in essence, we are marketing out there. And it's so fascinating to me, and I love your thoughts on this, that we continue this, this job description has been in existence for decades. I think the first one right. was early, like probably 1700s. And there's been zero evolution in the job description. And in fact, and I, and I, I said it on, on the description of the show, like I've known companies to literally cut and copy job descriptions and I'll, and I'll retract names from, for, to save the innocents, but um, they've, they've actually cut and copied with the actual other company's name in the job description and published it. Like, like, so why, what, what's be at, what are you calling? Like, why haven't we evolved with job descriptions? Why do you, what do you see as, as the problem? We like to talk about problem because we're calling BS on, status yeah. quo things in HR and recruiting, but we also at the end come up with here, are come, this is what you need to be thinking like or doing to solve that problem. But why do you, why do you think this, this hasn't evolved at all? And, and, and what are your thoughts there? Honestly, I think it's because we accepted it. We accepted the status quo and let it be because we were never taught to do anything differently. I don't know about you, I was never put in a job writing class. And it is literally the currency of hiring. Yet at no point has anyone ever set us down, and I I say us as the broad industry, and I can say this after speaking to hundreds of people, I have never met someone who was sat down and taught how to write a job posting in a really effective way. And so if we don't know any better, we're not going to do any better. I think it's also a trend of this industry to have way too much on our plate. And if you add something that, we're, that at least perceptually requires a technical skill that your team doesn't have, they're not going to jump on that task. And writing is one of those tasks. The job post is writing. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I think we, th- listen, we, we were doing, perfo- I, I pick on performance reviews on every show, but I, we were doing performance reviews every year and we knew that it actually lowered productivity, but yet we kept doing these things and we ranked people and it was just, there was enough proof. Like, so I, I agree with you to a certain degree, but 
And, you know, I always say HR people aren't dumb people. Recruiters are not dumb people. No. Like, why? What else is it? Is it just easy? Because I just, hey, I just want to cut and copy a job description or it's just easy to sort of, you know, there's the ignorance part, which I completely agree with you. But then, you know, if you know you're doing something which is not right or is not effective, why not, you know, in the organization, why not look for a copywriter or look for someone that has that skill and bring them in and ask them for some advice? Why, why again, we've failed to do that even. So what else right. do you think other than sort of the learning part, which I think I'd love to dive into because I know that's what you're doing now. Let's dive into that as a solution. But why Why do you think we continue with this stuff? What, what else, what other theories do you have? Well, a little bit of background. So last year I started, I did like a 60 day challenge and I went on this very widely uh, sent out webinar and I offered to rewrite one job for every person who called me. And I got to tell you a lot more people took advantage of that than I thought. And the reason I mentioned that is that I wrote over 200 job postings in those 60 days. And I did one-on-one calls with every single person. I got on the phone with them and I asked them enough questions to be able to write their job posting. And in every, I'm like, this, this, these were my themes, okay? The first one is that they just didn't know what was important, right? Like in their head, everything is important. Everything about the job is important because more information is better, Right. So that was kind of the first thing that we ran into is just like a a natural, like, I honestly, I don't know what's important. Number two, we were taught that professional, that, that to be professional in a conversation, that it had to sound a certain way. Well, things are changing a little bit. Thank you, social media. Professional is personal now, right? And these people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to shift tone from that very professional tone to something that they would want to read. So I think those two alone, it caused a lot. Well, okay. And I think the last thing is, is that the people who are being very curious and kind of going out to the creative boundaries, they're crossing some lines and people are scared of that. What I mean by that is there's a fine line between creative and creepy and a lot of people just stomp all over it. So give me an example of that, because I want to, and I also want to dive into um, the sort of architecture of a job description and things that you think we need to blow up. Because again, I, you know, my opinion here is if I am buying a car and I, and someone gave me a piece of paper and the car's description was in the same format as the job description, I'd probably never buy that car or, you know, like a MacBook, like Apple just sort of, you know, set the tone to like, here, play with the MacBook and we're going to get you excited about it. Can you imagine walking into an Apple store and there's just pieces of paper describing what the, what the laptop did uh, or the requirements of the, you know, so what, what dive into sort of the, first of all, the, the line crossing, give me an example of where you see that happening. And then let's talk a little bit about the architecture of the job description, what you think we need to to change and, and blow up. I got a perfect one for you. So There was a company who sold hunting gear, and they used a line in their job description about, we like big bucks and we cannot lie. Okay. You might know the Okay, so you're 
for the millennial audience, it's a reference to I I I, I forget the name of the, the rapper, but the, the song <laughs> Sir Mix a Lot. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, good. So I almost can't and, say and it so without what, starting the song. You know. Right, right. I, I, it's in my head already. Um, so so that, in your opinion, cross the line. It's kind of catchy and 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 cute in in a way, but you're you're thinking no. Too, too, too far crossed. Well, here's the line. If you're a woman, you probably don't want to work there. Yeah. If you don't, it, it's not effective is really the more, I think the bigger picture of it is that when you write job posting content, and I know this is going to apply later, but when you apply job posting content should be for someone and a line like that, only very certain people are going to find interesting or something that makes them want to work there. It's a very small group. So how do we how do we get, you know, I like to say this a lot, and I think HR needs to get, and I say this with, with love, geekier about these things, right? So, uh, and, and listen, marketing makes mistakes all the time, and we see it every day. And in fact, my day job is, is uh, with a company called Suzy, and we we do consumer insights and market research in real time. So mm-hmm. you can actually test these ideas and they're still making these mistakes and they're sending out offensive campaigns. But what's a way where, you know, like a posting like that, is there, are there ways where people can AB test something like that? Or like, obviously that one is a, is a, an extreme idea. You can look at that and go, this is not a good idea, but it, are there ways that, that companies can put job descriptions and almost like do a test to see, because going back to your point, the effectiveness, I think is critical, but, if you asked anybody in HR, are your job descriptions effective? I don't know if they'd be able to answer that other than, hey, we got 900 applications from Indeed this, this week, which is not indicative of a successful job description. Um, what are your thoughts there? Absolutely. Uh, so the first kind of two thoughts on that. The first one is that you should talk to your ATS or CRM vendors about testing. Um, a lot of them have ways that you can set up weights, or even if you have a recruitment marketing agency who manages your Google AdWords, that might be a great way to do some quick testing of some tone, some sentences. Uh, but as far as measuring the impact of a job posting, the metrics are not as linear as a marketing test would roll out. So if I'm rolling out a marketing landing page, A-B test, it's actually really straightforward, right? I'm going to say this many people went to the site, this many people clicked, this many people did this, this many people did that. When someone goes to a job posting, their experience is not linear like that, right? There's only one CTA. Uh, Usually you have sent them off to some weird banished white page that doesn't even look like your site. And so I say look at your job post metrics and start to understand how the ratios roll out and don't hesitate to post two jobs, right? It's not a big deal. People, it's okay to post two jobs side by side and see how many applicants you get. But I can tell you right now that impressions alone and saying, well, they got this many impressions and this many applicants, so this one won, is not the way that you measure a job posting's effect like you would in marketing. So because we both know, and, and good. Yeah. Yep. No, I was just going to say, because we both know that more applies does not equal more action. Right. Or quality of candidate, et cetera, exactly. et cetera, or diversity. And 
Right, exactly. So, so I, I love that, and those are great suggestions because I think we, we, we really need to get geekier about this stuff and start measuring it. But the problem is, like with, and, and by the way, our next episode is calling BS on HR metrics. Um, when you start getting geekier, you start you, you start measuring the wrong metrics. Like, what the hell is headcount? So, um, I want to let, let's step back a little bit. So, in you know, so the the architecture of a job description hasn't really changed, right? It's it's summary of company, and maybe it's you know catchy phrases and other things gives you a description of the company. Then it's you know job requirements um, or job description. So it's a you know, and it's typically in a bulleted format. And then it's like job requirements, and maybe there's some benefit information at the bottom. It's pretty standard format. Um, why hasn't that, again, if I go down an aisle of Apple and I have that as a way to describe a MacBook, I don't know if I'd ever buy one. Why, why haven't we blown up that format? And, and do you have any suggestions on ways we, we can do it? Like, should we just get rid of that format and do something different? Yes. Yes. Perfect. You should absolutely trash that <laughs> format. Um, and no, I have no idea why people are digging into, like digging their heels in on this one. Like of all the things we could, we could really like grip onto and not release, uh, this job, po- the job description is something that I really wish people would let go of. So the way that I teach it, uh, is that you should start with soft skills, something that makes a candidate's heartbeat, something that makes them go, oh my gosh, that's me. It's, it's actually easier to write than you think because you've talked to the hiring manager and you know who that person is. You know how they behave. You know what they care about. And you write about that first. It does – never again do I want to see another job posting that starts as we are a Fortune 500 company that nobody gives a shit. The second paragraph yeah. is one sentence about what your company does for customers. We help blank do blank. They can blank. That's it. No paragraphs, no list of awards. I really don't care how many offices you have. We help blank, do blank, so that they can blank. Then you get into the specific skills. But what you're going to do differently is that we're not doing skill lists anymore because as recruiters, we all know that listing a skill is not the same as contextualizing the skill with work. And here's what I mean. If I ask, do you know how to use Salesforce? And I say, yes. That's not the same as me telling you that I built an entire Salesforce database from zero, including process, flow, and automation. Right? Right. Instead of listing Salesforce on our job post, I want to see a list that says in one year, you'll know you were successful if you can knock out the following projects. And list the big projects. List the everyday work in the way that the hiring manager told you they would be doing stuff. Not, we are not checking boxes anymore. We're telling people what work is going to feel like so they can sign up for the real deal. Then at the end, if your benefits aren't special, we're not going to talk about them. All you're going to say is that you're going to create urgency. That's what you do at the end. Urgency, check any legal boxes you have to, EEOC, subflap, whatever you need to do, and click apply now. That works. Now, what's, now what's the, is, is there a form? So I, I love that. And, and 
and I'm sure, you know, that information is, is critical and, and things that you teach. So I'm excited to get folks to, to your company and, and, and get them involved in what you're doing. We'll talk about that towards the end. Um, so what's the format of that? Because, again, I th- when I think of and I come back to, and maybe this is sort of, you know, the, the UI on the UX that you just talked about, um, what's, is it still bulleted list? Is it, should people be thinking about a different experience? I know, you know, we, there, was a to- there was a lot of toying around with video, um, which again, I don't, I'd love your thoughts on, on video. I, I kind of felt like it was a great idea and like not a, a lot of people are doing it. So maybe people aren't watching the videos, but what's, what, what are some of your ideas on the actual format? Like the like, is it a web page? Is it a new experience no. talk or do we go simple and say, listen, it's just a, a page with the, all the information you just described. All right. So reality I love video. I'm actually an advisor of a video company. Their name is skill scout. They're amazing. However, our current infrastructure is not built to support video as a platform for the job post. Not at this point, right? We need those words to be able to make matches, to be able to make anything AI or any of that BS work. And so right now we do need to stick with a written format. I encourage people to stick to 250 words. Now, I want to do an asterisk on that. There is no science here, and anyone who tells you they have science is full of it. What the, this, my science is based on how people read. So I know that, can, that people, humans like us, have a 15-second attention span, and I know that the majority of messages they read every day are social media messages. I write job posts that feel and sound like social media messages so they, can, they know how to read it. Um, so once we've tackled kind of the word count, I also call BS on bullets. I should have put that into the title because I'm sure people would want to hear that. Um, I actually don't believe that you need bullets. And, and, and here's what I would ask you. Tell me the last time you were inspired or encouraged by a list of bulleted things. Zero. I, in fact, I have the Thank opposite. You. I'm like, oh, geez. But what, so if you look, if I did a scan, if I was, and we'll come back to AI because I'd love your thoughts on AI too because there, there are companies out there like Textio and other writing uh, help. I, I love your thoughts on those companies. But if I did a scan of every job description on the web, I will probably say 99.99% have bullets. And you're saying no yeah. bullets. So no bullets. like, why, like, are people just not coming to you and getting advice? Like what, what's going <laughs> on here? Why can't we change this? I've only been around for one year in fairness. Um, no. So I think with True. bullets, you just pointed out a fact. If you don't use bullets, you automatically stand out, right? And uh, so what I'm doing right now to kind of tackle this is I'm actually doing a free job rewrite workshop now. So those one-off meetings that I told you about, I can't do that anymore. But what I can do is I hold a one-hour writing workshop that's free every month, and you get on and you write. We, I teach you the concept. We research. We write teach you the concepts, research, and write for one hour. And at the end of it, you walk away with a better job posting. Um, and, and so, I love it. you know, honestly, it, it, at this it point, sounds like a, it sounds like a Dropbox business model yeah. that you have here. We're going to give you, we're going to give you a little free and then you're going to reach out to me because that shit is going to be awesome. See, I, curse, <laughs> I, I dream. Help myself. <laughs> That's the dream. 
So let me, so in these sessions, and we have um, a little, little less than six minutes, um, we, in these sessions that you hold, they're free of charge an hour. Talk to me about those, because I'd love, like, let's show, pe let's get people there. Like, what, where is it? How, where you host them? How do they get involved? Okay, so it's all online. Uh, you can sign up on our website, threeearsmedia.com. And so here's how it works. Uh, in the class, you, the first piece of it is about candidate empathy. Because we have to know who's on the other side to write for someone on the other side. We really talk through, right, asking better questions uh, and really getting to the point where you can picture a human when you sit down to write your job posting, not a job. Picture a human, not a job. I cannot emphasize that enough. Then we talk <clears throat> about job title because you put yourself at a disadvantage if you do not use a job title that gets a lot of candidates search. I show you some free tools and how to research your job titles to make sure they're the most effective for your marketing strategy, i.e. getting more qualified people to your job. Then we talk about the meat. So I talk about why I encourage companies to build infrastructure instead of templates, because what happens is if you build templates, they will copy and paste. If you build infrastructure, you guide people to do the right thing. I walk through the infrastructure we talked about earlier, and I literally teach you how to do each and every piece. We will write the soft skills paragraph. We will write the sentence about your company. We will write better bullets because I know I cannot kill everyone's bullet fetish at once. <laughs> then we're, we wrap up. <laughs> and, we're, and we're doing live writing and editing on the Zoom platform the entire time. So you're interacting with me. You're sending me your content. I'm editing and giving you feedback live. That's great. I mean, I love if you subscribe to sort of person philosophy of in the flow of work, it sounds like instead of you, and I, and I love that it just shows sort of the way you think about these things, because a lot of folks would just do a webinar and go here and you do this and you're like, no, we're going to do it in real time. I'm going to be your sort of job description grammarly. Um, that's another tech I always uh, reference on my, on, on yeah. the show because I'm, I'm fascinated with it because I'm a middle-class kid from New York and my English sucks. And now Grammarly has made me sound like a Harvard professor, which is awesome. No plug right. on them. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, maybe they could be. Um, but uh, you talk to – I love that. And, and I want people to go to that because I think, you know, we're calling BS on job. Like, stop with the job descriptions you have today. And I'm, by the way, guilty of it. If you go on to Suzy.com slash careers, like, I'm guilty of it. So we're, we're going to get, you know, we're doing it. I'm taking the steps because I've called BS today, and I, and I, I don't want to be a hypocrite about any of it. Um, so we're going to get on to that session with you. We're going to contact you and, awesome. and do that. So you, you touched upon AI before, and obviously, you know, just throwing AI into a conversation, uh, people get excited. Um, what do you, like, are there tools? Have you played with the textios of the world? And, and what are your thoughts on, on some of that, that type of tech? I, I think a lot of them are very good for giving guidance and confidence. I think if we rely on them 100%, we're going to end up exactly where we are right now with a lot more fluffy stuff. My clients have told me that they feel like the tools that, and I'm air quoting, write the job for them, it's too fluffy. It's, it's not real. It's too many. It, it's filled with buzzwords because that's what the machine knows to write. Um, and so what I would tell people is those are great for people that you think are good, but could be great. 
if you're trying to level up a team from status quo to good, you probably need some a human's help. Interesting. Yeah, and I think there is, you know, so if you subscribe to Andrew McAfee's theory in Race Against the Machines, it's the idea of, you know, there's there's computers and people and they'll compete and we'll see how that goes. But the real power is the combination of the two, like the two together are more powerful than the individual. So I love, you know, you're sort of baselining with uh, AI and then so you know g- getting onto your webinar or calling a company like yours to say all right like how do we then add it, that extra human element to this I think it's very powerful what, what else um, so you know we have under two minutes left we're continuing to call BS on job descriptions anything specifically you wanted to call out other than things we've covered around job descriptions and then I'd love to get into maybe one thing that you can sort of and you gave us a ton of information, but maybe one parting gift, one parting gift uh, that you would have for, for the audience. And then, you know, where can people reach you? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest thing uh, I want people to remember is that you don't have to accept the status quo anymore. And if you do, if, or excuse me, <laughs> you don't have to accept the status quo anymore. And if you don't, you will stand out by default. Um. And so I think I, I guess my, my parting moment and my, my gift to all of you is to remember that you – remember there's a human on the other side of every job posting. Be kind to them. I, I love it. I love – and we're all about not accepting the status quo. We're challenging it here. I love it. Think about the human because, you know, and I know you talk a little bit about having the infrastructure of being a company that people want to work for before you actually do job description. So uh, 30 seconds or less, um, where can people get to you? I know you gave out your website. Give it out again. Tell people where you can get. Follow Katrina on Twitter. She's awesome. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm the actually the only Katrina Kibben in the world. So if you spell my name right, you will find me. Uh, you can also go to threeearsmedia.com, and if you want to sign up for that class, the short link is bit.ly slash free job rewrite. Fantastic. Katrina, thank you so much. 30 seconds, um, 30 minutes. We called BS on job descriptions. Lots of information. We'll make the show available. Thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Thank you.